Welcome to Unfinished, a podcast about how we are all a work in progress and no one has it all figured out. We're your hosts, Amber and Marky. Join us as we talk about self-love and why it's vital to date yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. We're so excited to have you. Super stoked. Um, And we want to start just by saying a huge thank you to everyone um, who's followed us on Instagram or just messaged or reposted. We, Amber and I, have been really overwhelmed and grateful just for, I mean, it's just been amazing, all the responses. So me and Marky literally thought that, like, our moms and then my sister Summer would listen. <laughs> like, we were not anticipating all the people that heard, have reached out and just have told us how much it's helped them. So we just feel really called to do yeah. this. So really excited. And I'm a crier. This is something you should actually probably know about me because guaranteed I'll cry in an episode at some point that we do. I know I will. Um, sometimes my friends will be like, Oh, when was the last time you cried? And I'm like, literally today. <laughs> Why do you ask? Anyways, but there were times where I just got almost, well, I did get emotional, like close to tears just with, um, how awesome your guys' responses were. So we just feel really humbled and honored. And we hope that you guys will still continue to love what we're doing. And um, again, you're always welcome to reach out if you would like a certain topic covered. Okay, guys. So we are super excited about this week's topic of uh, our podcast. (laughs) So um, this week, as you guys all know, is Valentine's Day. And We just kind of want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, uh, well, Amber's going to share something her husband said, which is really funny, but we, and it's about single people because, you know, single people get, we get upset about sometimes, sometimes about (laughs) Valentine's Day, but we want you guys to know too, that this, um, episode won't just be about single people. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just driving with my husband um, to the Super Bowl party, actually, and I kind of told him what we were going to talk about on our Valentine's Day podcast. And I was like, so what would you talk about? (laughs) And literally his response was, Valentine's Day is for single people because they're the only ones that care about it. (laughs) And he's like... It's literally Single Awareness Day. The single people realize that they're single. (laughs) And um, he also said that basically if you're sad on Valentine's Day and you're single, then you have problems. (laughs) Bigger problems. Bigger problems to deal with. And we want to talk about that because as amazing as, as it is to be in a relationship, it's equally and maybe even more important to be in love with yourself. Yeah. And I think, well, hopefully we have some cool perspectives since Amber's married and I'm not, um, and I'm currently not dating anyone. Um, so I think it's, hopefully we'll have some good perspectives. And I really think something that I have learned being a therapist and just as a human being 
is that we really can't love another person fully to our full capacity until we figure out how to love ourselves. Um, and so the title of this episode, can I share that? How I came up with it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of I'm course. really proud. <laughs> um, and it's a highlight of 2020 so far for me, but I love <laughs> Parks and Rec, the TV show, and they have that like treat yourself kind of thing that Tom and Donna do. And there's a great episode where Ben buys a like huge Batman suit and wears it around us as treat yourself. And I was just thinking how, well, it's just as important to date yourself. So this episode is date yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds super white doing that, but it's okay. <laughs> Uh, we're both super white, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, this is kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually was scrolling through my Instagram because, so I've been married for about three years and pretty much my entire life I've been single except for like a three month stint. I had a quote unquote boyfriend before my mission. Stint. You sound like you were in jail. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was jail. <laughs> Hope he's not listening to this. Um, but basically I found a post, uh, this was back in 2015. So this was post mission. Uh, I served a mission for, uh, the LDS church, but anyways, Uh, basically what I have, well, I posted a picture of like a half eaten Reese's heart. And I basically was like, the only great thing that comes with Valentine's day, (laughs) hashtag no filter. (laughs) (laughs) And I I literally had forgotten like how bitter I was as a single person on Valentine's day. And I was telling Ryan this. So my dad was super cute growing up. Like he would always buy me chocolates and like roses every Valentine's Day, which like made it super special. But as I got older, I think I just became more and more bitter. And I honestly think it's because I, there was a lot of growth during this period. Like I was still learning to like, come into myself and like grow and actually like love who I am for who I am. Yeah. And I think this is something that most people, if not all people struggle with. And I think we were talking before this episode, just a little bit about what we would talk about. And I was trying to reflect on Valentine's day for me because I know for sure I've never been in a relationship on Valentine's day, but I don't remember ever being bitter. But then the more I thought about it, the reason I think, honestly, that I never cared growing up was I really struggled with, I didn't like myself for a long, long time, um, bordering on self-hatred for a lot of years. And I think it just made sense to me that I should be single because I didn't like myself. So why would someone else? And I think that this is part of the reason this is so important because I know that there are men and women out there who hate themselves regardless if they're single or not. Like. You can be in a marriage and hate yourself. And I'm not an expert on marriage because I haven't done it yet. But <laughs> I'll let you know when I do. I'll be an expert for sure. Um, but I know for a fact that it, the more that you love yourself, the more you can give in a relationship. And the more you're able to receive from your partner as well. And if you're not in a relationship and you're not looking for one, you, it's still important to love yourself because you, it's the same thing with your community, your society, your friends, your family, your support system, your loved ones, your dog, I don't care. But the more love you have for yourself, 
the more you can receive from other people. And so I'm hoping, I think we're hoping that with this episode, you guys can walk away with um, some tips and some reasons why loving yourself is an important journey to start making. Yeah. So we usually share an unfinished story at the end of the episode, but I'm kind of going to share one uh, right now. So this was about, I would say a year and a half, maybe two years into our marriage. Um, I just had gotten to a point where I just, like Marky was saying, like, I just honestly just hated myself and loathed myself. And at the time I, I couldn't, well, I think I was switching in and out of birth control. So that definitely didn't help. Yeah, for sure. That'll do um, <laughs> another factor was I was killing myself to finish school. Um, I was gaining all of this weight and I, my relationship with God was not there and all of my relationships were failing. And <clears throat> I just remember this one night, I literally went to bed early and like cried for like three hours in my bedroom. And like Ryan had no idea until he came in later. But I was just spewing like, you are a piece of crap. Like you are a, you know, you are just... Like I was just in such a bad headspace and like you were saying that to yourself. Or yeah, no, okay. like to myself. And, um, and I just cried and cried and cried. And I honestly promised to myself that night that I needed to make a change and to figure out how to love myself. And, I think the biggest eye-opening thing for me during that time was that Ryan was not my savior. Like, I just assumed that, like, once you got married, that, like, everything would be fine. And that Ryan was, you know, the perfect person to complete me and that everything would be amazing. But that is just so freaking far from the truth. And, um... I think that was honestly like at this point in my life, a rock bottom that kind of like got me out of it. Um, But I just want you guys to know that like, if you, if you're not loving and accepting yourself for who you are now, like how are you possibly going to let anybody else in and have them accept you for who you are? And I don't want this to be like a super sad episode, but we kind of just want to talk about ways that you can learn to grow into yourself um, and maybe some self-care tips that can help you just really just grow into the person that you've always wanted to be and even more. And um, I know that... Marky has had, I mean, you've had some very refining years <laughs> recently. Yeah. I know last episode we talked about the the wretched 2017. 2017 <laughs> the wretched. I love it. It has a name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think both of us equally have, I mean, 
we just, and these, and the whole, the whole reason why we have started this up or this podcast is just like the simple fact that like we are unfinished people and we're constantly evolving. We're not meant to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to, um, I didn't plan on sharing this, but I'll just, I'll share a little bit. Um, well, I remember when I was 18 or 19, I think. So about 10 years ago, um, I don't write in my journal. Literally the last time I wrote in a journal was seven years ago. And, but I always kind of had one people just gift me ones. And I remember being 18 or 19 and actually writing in my journal. I don't know what's wrong with me. I must be broken because I just couldn't find it in myself to have any compassion or forgiveness or kindness or love for myself. And to look at where I've come like 10 years ago to now, um, to someone, I really do love who I am and I'm still a work in progress and I'm still unfinished and I'm still making goals and working on different things. But to know that you can love yourself as you are and can still expect yourself to grow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, one of the first things we want to talk about, and I think this goes along great with Amber's story is kind of how you were saying, like, I thought when I married Ryan, it would just fix some things. Right. That it, he was the perfect compliment to just (laughs) piece me together. Yeah. And okay. I'm going to bring in the bachelor real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Let's talk about it. So if you (laughs) don't watch the bachelor, the pilot P is this year's bachelor. And he said something on an episode a couple weeks ago, where he said, I'm looking for someone to give 50% and I'll give 50%. And I think the sentiment behind that was really good, but I think it's important to remember when you do find a relationship, you should have a hundred percent to give and you should expect the same. Um, in what's the word I'm looking for back. Same back. <laughs> right. In return. In return. Right. It was an R word. Uh, in return. And there's a great quote out there, and I'm totally going to butcher it, but it says something like, stop looking for your other half. You're not a half. Um, and I think it's important to remember we're all a whole and we shouldn't um, just wait for someone to fulfill us. And so that kind of brings us to our first topic, which is you can't wait to feel like you love yourself to start treating yourself like you love yourself. And I know I said yourself a lot in that, Um, but the message there and the point is, is you can't wait to like yourself to all of a sudden be like, okay, well now I'll reward myself. Now I'll treat myself like someone I love because that's just not how it works. Um, You have to do something first and feelings always follow action. And a lot of us wait to feel like we love ourselves to then do something about that. But in, in actuality, um, science says, (laughs) I like to say science because you're a scientist. I'm a social therapist. (laughs) They're soft sciences, but they're sciences. Um, And I'm sorry, they call it soft science, but like, have you been a therapist? It's hard. It's a hard science, okay? (laughs) Just teasing. Um, But science will tell you if you look at the cognitive behavioral therapy model that your feelings can be changed overall, but you have to change your thoughts and your behaviors first. Um, to be something that reflects what you want to feel. So if you want to love yourself, you guys, then you need to start doing stuff that looks like that for you. Right. I love that. Um, I just think that it, like we're talking about this, but how do we actually do that? 
right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we physically sit there and be like, I actually love myself, or I actually feel good in the skin that I'm in. And I'm a great catch, right? (laughs) Like, how do we get to that? How do we get to that headspace? Like, I mean, as a therapist, Oh, I got answers. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> like. If any of my patient, like patients when you're, are listening, they're like, oh, Marky knows. Well, yeah. So, like, when you talk to your patients, like, I'm sure that they're just in the deepest, yeah. hate, like, self-loathing. Oh, yeah. Like, how do, you, how do you come away from such a dark place? So, I think there's a couple tips that I use. And these are actually, the first one I'll, I'll talk about real quick is, I learned this from my therapist. And so at work, (laughs) they have a name. I did not name them. And I feel a little silly, but it's kind of catchy. So maybe it'll help you guys remember. They call them Marky's Magical Maybes. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us try, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of positive affirmations of saying like, if you're feeling worthless, I'm worthless, I'm ugly, I'm stupid. Then taking those phrases and saying, no, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm happy, I'm healthy. All these things you want to believe about yourself. And that can really work and can go really well. But for some people, when you're in a dark enough place, you cannot believe that about yourself. And I was in that place. um, And my therapist taught me to use maybes. So instead of going like full throttle from A to Z, he was like, let's take a couple steps back and let's just give your brain a couple options. So when you say, when I would say things to myself like, oh, I'm never getting married because no one could love me with my body. And that was a big negative core belief I had. He would have me say to myself, maybe that's not true. That's it. Um, And I was pretty skeptical (laughs) at first. I literally was like, that's not going to do anything. And he was like, well, do you want to get better? And I was like, fine, I'll try it. (laughs) Like he literally was like, you have nothing left to lose. And I was like, okay. And now it's something I teach all, every single one of my patients. It's one of the very first things I teach them. Because if you cannot buy in, you need to give yourself options. If you can't buy into the positive, give your brain an option for which one it might be. And your brain's going to gravitate towards the truth and it's going to gravitate towards the light because we don't like to sit in darkness. We don't. Um, and so you'll find that as you do those maybes, your brain will automatically start finding evidence for why the, those positive beliefs actually exist. It's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> I love what you just said. I, okay, so every time, like, I just feel like every time I get in that negative headspace, my thoughts are so irrational. Yeah, they They are very irrational. So irrational. Because they're emotional. Well, emotions aren't very rational. So, like, for example, so there's two ways that I, these feelings come out. Well, I guess technically three ways. One way is they just constantly are running in my mind and I don't do anything to get them out. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm sick of thinking about it. So I'll bring it up to Ryan and he'll tell me that that's freaking bull crap <laughs> and that why the heck am I thinking that way? And then third, I'll actually write it in my journal and then I will read it back later and I'll be like, what the heck? What on earth are you thinking? Yeah. Like, and going back to what you said about your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I honestly thought and believed 
for my entire life that the only thing that was keeping me from getting married was my body. So did I. Yep. And I just want to tell you guys, right, and this is like a tangent, but we need to go here. This is an absolute freaking lie. Yeah, not true. (laughs) So when I met Ryan, like, I mean, when he picked me up for our first date and I saw him in the doorway, like, he was the hottest guy I've ever seen in my entire life. And I could not believe that he was, like, going out with me. Like, I just could not (laughs) even wrap my head around it because... I just thought that he was way out of my league, quote unquote, right? What does that even mean? It's a dumb phrase. It's it's so stupid. But believe it or not, you guys, Ryan likes me even more now because my butt is bigger and my boobs are bigger, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who think that your weight will prevent you from getting married, That is an absolute lie. Ryan told me in high school that he, and uh, like after high school, that he dated skinny girls and he always gravitated toward more curvy women. And like, I have never met anyone. I've never met a guy like that, but trust me, they're out there. Yeah. And I think even, even more than that, it's important to realize Yes, Ryan's attracted to your body, mm-hmm. but he would have married you in any body. True. Right? True. But at the same time, what I'm trying to like manifest here is that 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 learned idea that yes. we had that we were thinking, oh, my body is preventing me from being loved mm-hmm. is just like totally irrational. Well, and I love that you said this is, oh, I love that you said this learned. I talk to my patients about this constantly. I want you all, everyone who's listening right now. For the people in the back. (laughs) Think of a three-year-old or a four-year-old. Think of yourself when you were three or four. They love themselves. They will pick their nose in public. They will (laughs) pick their wedgies. Um, My younger brother, who's like 19 now he when he was like through three four five I don't know he would just go up to people in Walmart and he'd be like why is your face wrinkly or like to old people like like, why is your face wrinkly or like you have hair coming out of your ears or nose like he would just point these things out because there was no filter and no shame to be honest he's similar as a 19 year old (laughs) but he just kidding he's great people love um, my brother but I think it's important to recognize as children, we don't have those filters. We don't have those beliefs about our bodies. Their kids are curious about their bodies, certainly, um, but they're never judgmental about them. That is something that we learn. And the good news is if we learned it, it means we can learn something to replace that belief. And it's a lot harder because for a lot of us, we've had years and years of thinking these negative thoughts. And I also think it's important. The other thought I had while you were talking was, Perks of being a wallflower, there's a quote and it says, you accept the love you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And I think if if you are a man or a woman in a body that you feel like cannot be loved, you won't accept the love that is out there for you because it's not what you believe. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think really like, that's why self-love and self-care and self-compassion is so important because, um, it, it manifests those things that you do want in the end because we all want connection. We all want companionship, whatever that looks like for you. We all want that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think it's, 
this is a topic both Amber and I are very passionate about because obviously it came from a really real place where both her and I spent a long time of our lives not truly loving um, who we were and are. Right. So with that being said, um, Marky and I are going to share some ways that we practice self-care. And this has kind of been a buzzword in the media lately yeah. and on social media, like bubble baths and pampering yourself. Yeah. And, and I want to do a whole episode we should. on self-care versus self-indulgence. And mm-hmm. we'll just probably review it just a tad bit today. Mm-hmm. But there is a huge difference. Right. And so we'll kind of talk about like what our self-care looks like to maybe give you guys some ideas But if we're being completely honest, you know how to take care of yourself. And if you really think about your lifestyle and the times that you were truly happy and the times that you maybe you were at rock bottom, like compare those differences and think about what you did during that time you were happy and then what you did Mm -hmm. when you were at rock bottom. Yeah. And I think that's important too, because what works for Amber and I is going to be really different. Very different. Um, And that's okay. Uh, Straight up Google things. If you have to, if you're not sure how to do some self care, Google, um, honestly, I love Google Right. (laughs) and Pinterest. They're like my two besties. They tell me all the things. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I also think too, real quick before we start talking about some of our self care things it's important to recognize that this isn't necessarily going to be easy. A lot of times when we need self-care the most, um, it's the things we don't want to do that are so necessary. Mm-hmm. Like I deal a lot with back pain and I actually love, I love baths. There's something that I will do as like an emotional self-care thing, but also as a physical one. Um, and I was actually really struggling this morning with some pain and I woke up this morning at like 6 a.m. because I had to pee and then I couldn't go back to bed. I was telling Amber this earlier. And so I did some work and then I was tired enough where I was like, I could go back to bed. But my body was in so much pain that I knew I needed to just soak in the bath for like 20, 30 minutes. But it just sounded super hard to run a bath, put my bath salts in it. Like I just instead of just going back to bed. But I did it because I knew it's what my body needed. And then I went back to bed and took a little nap. And it was really nice to know. Um in the end, I appreciated that, but it wasn't the easiest thing, even though most people are like, Oh, you got to take a bath. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. But in that moment, it was actually a pretty hard thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. So to know that your self care is not always going to be what you want to do in the moment. Sometimes it's what you need to do. Right. Exactly. So for me, I'm going to talk about just to not like spend three hours talking about this. I'm going to narrow it down to probably a physical thing I do, an emotional thing I do, and a spiritual thing. Okay, so physical. So I, there's two major things. Um, One thing is I have recently found that going to the gym and weightlifting with my husband is absolutely necessary for my self-care. Um. There's just something, and those of you who have a favorite exercise know this, but there's just something about those endorphins that are released that just relieve anxiety 
and just help you to center yourself. Like, I honestly don't know what it is, but it's just a way to just kind of take a break from life, go focus on like feeling good. And, um, I don't know what it is, but it's just, I just have to do that. And I, Ryan goes to the gym six days a week and I go four and I, but I also know my limits Yeah, because when you like whenever I'm on Instagram and I've tried to unfollow a lot of people who are just like hardcore, like bikini, (laughs) I like fit pros or whatever, because they go seven days a week and stay there for three hours. And I know that there are certain days that I, my body needs more rest. Mm -hmm. And so I will sleep in and then go to work. Um, and I never want to have a bad relationship with the gym. So some days I, or some weeks I go three days, some weeks I go four. It just depends. Um, but I absolutely cannot live without moving my body and exercising. Um, and then the next thing, and this is, we will have an entire <laughs> episode, probably more than one on this, but I have had stomach issues for so long and um, just eating well and treating my body the way it's supposed to be treated is another thing that is so important. Going home from work, forcing myself to cook dinner so I have leftovers for the next day is like, I just have to do it because if I don't, um, I resort to the snacky foods at work or I, and there's nothing wrong with snacky foods or processed foods or, um, but with my stomach issues, I know that I have to prepare for my work day or my stomach and my just overall well-being will suffer. Yeah. And Amber and I, we, and we'll probably do a whole episode on intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we will. Heck yes. Probably more than one. Um, but. but intuitive eating is the idea that um, no, there's, I mean, there's so many ideas, but one of the things is that there's no bad foods. Mm-hmm. Um, all food is good food. And, but you're just not going to eat Pringles for every meal. That's mm-hmm. not good for your body. Right. right. And so do and listen to your body. And I think that's the important thing. Like for me, um, one of the physical things I do for my self care is I stretch every day. Um, I love the gym and there's some times where I wake up and I'm stoked to go to the gym and I like it. Other days I don't. So I go back to bed and (laughs) I just listen to my body. But one of the things that I know I need to do, sometimes I want to do it. Sometimes I don't is stretch, um, every night. And I think it's a physical and emotional thing for me in a lot of ways because I put on, um, I like have my side table lamps that have the cool Edison light bulb. So it's like really calming. And, um, I turn on, I will, sometimes I'll light candles. Sometimes I won't, but I'll turn on some yoga, um, a yoga playlist that I have. And I just, uh, it's the last thing I do before going to bed. And I just stretch and center myself and do a lot of breathing. And it only takes about 10, 15 minutes. And I can tell a difference with my body well-being as well as my emotional well-being when I do that when I don't and it's easier for me to sleep when I do it too so that's like one of my biggest things and then I also do something similar where I I make dinner so I have leftovers for lunch um Mm -hmm. 
that's like a nice financial thing for me too, because oh, yeah. saves you a lot of money, <laughs> saves you a lot of money. Um, but it's also just kind of easy. So th- that's my big physical thing. Yeah. And something I did want to say, there is such a thing as intuitive exercise. Oh, totally. Like you should not be forcing yourself mm-hmm. to go to the gym. We call it mindful movement is what yes, we call it at work. Absolutely. Um, and by the way, going to the gym isn't the only form of exercise. No. If you love walking outside, walk outside. Yeah. If you love yoga, or do yoga. Or riding or rock climbing or Hiking. dancing. There's so many things. Yeah. Like you move your body the way your body wants to be moved. Right. And don't, don't force yourself into a box that you hate. I tried to love running for years and I'd rather die. (laughs) Like I just don't like it. And I tried so hard because so, I had so many friends who are runners and man, I hate it. Right. And like, yeah, I just don't enjoy it, but I love to lift weights and I love actually like the elliptical. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I hate running. Um, and I don't enjoy basketball. I know you like that. I know she's making weird face at me. She's like, I'm a KU fan. Um, I like, (laughs) there's some sports I think are fun to play and some that I like basketball is one that I'm just like, I don't get it. Right. Football. I get Yeah. Basketball. I don't get it. Yeah. Baseball. I get golf dumb. So it all just (laughs) depends, right? Like it's, but my dad loves golf and I think, and a lot of the males in my family love golfing actually. It's like thing um and I think it's just one of those things where your body wants to move figure out where and when and how it wants to move based on how it's feeling right because you don't ever want to push yourself to do something that your body's just screaming at you to not do Mm -hmm. absolutely okay so my next thing uh my emotional thing that I do for self-care um kind of, this kind of comes in threes, (laughs) a three, a three tier. (laughs) So the first thing is journaling. Um, I have been really bad about it lately, but there is just something about like, if I just am having an off day, I can't tell you how important and vital it is to sit down and write out your feelings. Like there's just I mean, if you have a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, or there's, there's like been a loss in your life or a tragic thing that happened, like you need to work through those feelings and not take them out on other people. And I have learned that the hard way because unfortunately at times Ryan has been my emotional punching bag (laughs) and it's not fair, you guys, it's not fair to other people. But I would also I think too, I'll just say this, the therapist in me really feels like I need to say this. <laughs> we do that because we feel safe with those people. Right. So if there are people Absolutely. in your life you're using as an emotional punching bag, you need to take a step back and look at why. And it's usually because they're safe people and you need to figure out a different way to use them as your support system. Right. Exactly. That's all. <laughs> I, that love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, another thing. Um, these are two books that I read um, constantly when I feel like I'm struggling. Uh, one of them is called codependent, no more, how to stop controlling others and start caring for yourself. And then there's also a daily reader that goes with it. It's called the language of letting go daily meditation for codependence. 
And both of these are by uh, Melody Beattie. Um, we will do an entire episode I on codependency. I was just going to say we need But to. I legit have only learned about that concept like in the past six months or so. And it has changed my life. Like literally has changed my life. And what I, what codependency is, is that you are putting others needs before your, your own needs. And this is something as simple as somebody from the church texting you and saying, Hey, I need you to do this now. But You've been working a 12-hour day. You still have homework. You need to get dinner on the table. You need to say no, right? Like me physically learning and not me putting my needs before other people when you need it most is so vital and so important. And these books really help me to just understand that. I love that. Um, And then also prayer. Um, You guys will understand eventually, those of you who don't know us, that we are extremely spiritual people, individuals. um, And we will go into that later as well. But um, something I have learned is that whether you believe in God or a higher power, whatever have you, like when you pray, when you pray to your God or your higher power, you will always receive the validation and the peace that you need. Whether if you're shooting that into the universe, whether it's, you know, Mm -hmm. your heavenly father, whatever you call him or her or it, she, he, whatever you call it. Like that is, that is something that has always helped me. And um, so, yeah. And I think Marky absolutely feels the same way. And I think, Big one for me with when we're talking about emotional self-care, I could list countless things I do, mm-hmm. but they all happen based on one thing, and it is how I am talking to myself and communicating with myself. So this is something that I've cultivated and practiced um, endlessly and tirelessly for the last few years um, is to communicate with myself because it's just as important to communicate in with yourself as it is in any relationship, right? Like if you're angry with someone, this isn't necessarily what we do, but we should be communicating with them to figure out what's going on, where that miscommunication is or where the issue is. And so it's the same thing. If you're angry with yourself, if you're upset with yourself, if you're anxious, if you're happy, if you're grateful, you need to be listening to your body and what it's telling you emotionally So you know how to emotionally care for yourself. When I'm angry, I'm going to do something so different than when I'm feeling emotionally exhausted. That's a, that's very different self-care, but it's both an emotional self-care piece. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I'm not as helpful in this and we'll do a whole episode on self-care, but what I do is I, I literally have a list of different ways I take care of myself and it's all based on what my emotions are communicating with me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I kind of, you kind of brought my spiritual, but and I would say mine is, um, I I would say mine is similar. Mm -hmm. Um, I think meditating, pondering, praying, whatever it is you do to get in touch with something greater than ourselves is so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Um, it's vital. And because if we don't have that, you guys, um, I don't know, to me, it's a pretty scary thought that there's nothing out there that's greater than me. 
um, and is like there to catch me when I fall because I really need to be caught (laughs) because I fall a lot. Mm -hmm. And whatever that is for you, it doesn't matter. Like I actually run the 12 step program at work with my girls and we talk about higher power a lot because it's a huge piece of that program. And I, I'm like, I don't care what it is. I had a girl one time who was like, um, can mine be dirt? And I was like, sure. <laughs> if you want. you're like, absolutely girl. <laughs> I was absolutely like, a little caught off guard. And then her therapist came to me. He's like, thanks for that. We had a whole session on dirt. And I was like, you're welcome. Um, Dirt, mother earth. Yeah. And that's my thing. If it's nature, nature, if it's love, if it's the universe, if it's God, if it's, you know, if you're Buddhist, like, I don't care. Just figure out something outside of you that you can connect with Mm -hmm. because it is so important. Figure out your values, figure out your morals. um, What points you towards the things in your life that you care about? What guides you? Um, whatever that is, figure out and figure out how to communicate with that. Absolutely. Well, you guys, this has been like an amazing episode. Like I feel so inspired right now. (laughs) I feel amazed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just kind of want to encourage you guys to just kind of take a step back. And um, I know last or last episode, we talked about um, setting goals for yourself this year. Um, if you don't feel comfortable setting goals, maybe just take a step back and be like, you know what, what can I do? Um, and if Valentine's day is super triggering for you, how, how big or small that may seem, um, maybe think about what you can do to love yourself this Valentine's day. Um, and what you can do to love others if you're in a place that that can be you know, that can be beneficial for you. Yeah. And and definitely I think my parting words would be to learn to rely um, or, or to not rely on others to receive that validation. I am a huge words of affirmation person. So I love compliments and I love um, people giving me those words of affirmation. But um, what I've learned is most importantly, I have to do that with myself mm-hmm. and I can't rely on anyone else to love me enough that I love myself more. I have to love myself enough to love me more every day. Um, and so know that this start, it starts and it ends with you. How you treat yourself is how you will love yourself. Yeah. And we can't, we cannot emphasize enough how unfinished we are. Yeah. Like so much. We just, we are, we're constantly growing, constantly evolving, constantly taking steps, you know, three steps back, five steps forward, 10 steps back, two steps forward. It just doesn't matter what phase of life you're in. Like we just, we just have to emphasize that with you guys because we, we are our harshest critics Mm -hmm. and the least we can do is learn to love ourselves and be patient and just continually work on self-care and growing as a person and not looking for outside validation. Yeah. Um, we're again, we're super grateful and honored that you guys are listening and we freaking love you. Yeah, we, do. we don't like, we know you, we don't know you. I don't know. I just have a lot of love for you. Um, and so if you are interested in getting a hold of us, whether to ask questions, make comments, give us feedback, um, or to request a topic, you could email us at podcast.unfinished at gmail.com 
or you can find us on Instagram at podcast.unfinished and you'll see our little logo to let you know that that's us. Um, and just so you guys know, we'll be releasing an episode every Tuesday. Um, and so you can find us on Spotify, Apple, um, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. So thanks guys. (laughs) Yay. We're so excited. We'll see you guys next week. So our quote for this week is you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself you can love. So Marky actually was the one that found this quote. So you want me to say something? Oh yeah. I just think it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. You can't wait to love yourself. Um, And a lot of us, I think we hold on to that inner critic because we feel like it motivates us and it um, makes us do better. And that perfectionist piece of us needs that. But the thing is, is we actually will do a lot better as humans if you love yourself into loving yourself instead of trying to hate yourself into the opposite. It doesn't work like that. Um, hate will never breed love, ever, even in ourselves. So um, if you want to love yourself, start acting like you do already. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I just wanted to say really quickly just that, like, I, I've i been through – I mean, all of us have have a, have a very individual and special journey to share, um, but I have learned uh, probably in the past, probably since graduating high school, honestly, that it is so important for us to just, and I know love is kind of like a buzzword in a way, yeah. like, oh, I love you, but like, no, we really mean that you are accepting yourself for your faults, Mm -hmm. for your weaknesses, your shortcomings, like everything that makes you, you, no matter what. Yeah. And being authentic to that. And if you have defects of character that drive people nuts or drive yourself nuts, just know that. And what Marky was saying earlier in the episode is just that you can change those over time. If you truly work on it and want to accept yourself. Yeah. Um, Nothing stays the same forever. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to get worse or better based on how you treat yourself. I always love to tell my patients, you're going to change regardless. We all change every day. You might as well be involved in your change um, and get the outcome you want. Absolutely. So thanks guys. Thank you.